When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com.
This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here, as always, to talk about the things that are issues for our country and issues for us as individuals. And we have to be ready and prepared to share our opinions. I put out a little text today, and it is something that has me uh, pretty, pretty much, I guess, a little confused. Uh, You know, we, for a long time, uh, have given women the right uh, to have abortions, and men have, for the most part, come to grips with the fact that a woman has the right uh, to determine what she wants to do with her own body. But for some reason, we have a lot of men in politics who continue to want to bring this up as though they see an opportunity to change it. Um, Donald Trump said he was not, he was going to select only those jurists who felt it necessary to change uh, the, the right for a woman to have an abortion. And um, most of the, as I listened to uh, the people today, that this young man decided, said that he agreed with the ruling that women had that right. Uh, So I'm not sure I understand why all of a sudden he selected this man, but I do recognize that despite that I don't think people should use abortion as a firm, as a a method of um, contraception, I do recognize that women have the right to control their own bodies. And I don't know why we're continuing uh, to even bring this up as though we're going to change it uh, because of the detriment it would have on our society. For one reason, women would find a illegal way which would not be healthy. And then you would be forcing women to have children that they are not willing to take care of when we already have issues in that area. And with the GOP not interested in making concessions related to caring for children, why in the world would they be interested in forcing these these women to have these babies? So, Cheryl, you know, we as Christians believe uh, that we should not be killing our children, but certainly forcing people to have babies they don't want and they don't want to carry, and that we are willing to put them in jail if they're doing drugs while they're having these babies, but they don't want to have them, doesn't seem like a logical reason or reason to try to overchange the ruling that gives women the right to have these abortions. 
Are you there, Cheryl? I'm here. I'm sorry. My phone was on um, mute. I had moved away from it. Can you? Um, I was I'm just sorry. saying. It's, it seems it seems silly that people are still waging war over women's rights to control their bodies when we've had it this way for decades, and that it just seems senseless to waste the the time of asking this question when we know that the majority of Americans accept the fact that women have the right to control their own bodies. You're right. Um, and, you know, and if it ever came a time when they weren't able to, they would sneak and do it anyway. That's what I believe. And that's where a lot of deaths, more deaths would occur, um, infections. And you look, and you um looking up a whole, um, you know, another worm, opening up another can of worms when they're not able to do um, what they choose to do with their bodies. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, I agree with the choices, but I do believe that everybody should have a choice. Yeah, um, you know, D, we... Um we know as Christians that we would rather women wait till they're married to have their children. We'd rather them be financially able to take care of their own children. Uh, but we know that in life there are a lot of reasons why people are having abortions. And to force people to have babies that they don't want doesn't make a lot of sense in this day and time. And that we need to just come to, you know, I'm, not, I'm starting to wonder why uh, people like Donald Trump still pushing this narrative uh, that they want to fill the Supreme Court up with people who would overturn um, the right for women to have abortion. Well, good evening, y'all, and uh, thank you, Jane, for another great topic. Um, you know, I, I believe uh, that it's it's merely uh, the attempt to uh, uh, the weaponization of, uh, of of religion. Uh, the GOP and the conservative party uh, they try to find ways to weaponize religion uh, to to further their agenda in other ways. Uh, for the longest time, Donald Trump now. You know, some of the things that he says are true. Uh, when he says that uh, uh, America has done some bad things also, and he's true about that, uh, one of the things that America has done is to weaponize religion and to weaponize God. And they use that to further other things that they want to push, other agendas they want to push. Now, my point is, uh, how can they be so adamant about abortion when they are less when they are less adamant about gun rights and the use and the misuse of guns and gun laws? Uh, how can they be less adamant about the character that uh, this particular administration uh, shows and and they still claim to be Christ, Christians, but they want to be more convincing about 
uh, abortion and gay rights. So and my point of um, the point that I want to make is that there's a huge contradiction. You can't be adamant about one thing and then be less adamant about things that don't concern you. So or, or things that you want to push that 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 concern you more and that you can profit off of. So again, uh, it's just a play on words. Uh, now we do understand how the Bible feels about abortion. All right, we understand that. But when it comes down to uh, politics and religion, uh, they find ways to weaponize it. <clears throat> and then what they do is they use choice words to try to play on people's emotions and their belief system to try to push that agenda. You know, um, do you, no matter what subject I come up with, you come up with some tremendous um Statements that makes you think that here you have the GOP who doesn't want to reduce gun violence uh, and doesn't see the need to save lives that are already here, uh, but they want to control the body of a woman who is who should be able to say what it is she want to do with her own body. Uh, so they want to, you know, they always talk about less government, but they want to involve more government into a personal, a person's personal business, but yet they don't want to do anything about all these 30,000 people who are dying every year of gun violence. So Cheryl, it, it is like uh, D says, it is mind-boggling how they can allow themselves to get into people's bedrooms, uh, but yet don't want to do anything about these people who are dying in the streets or people who are dying because they don't get proper insurance and medical care. Um, it's Yeah, they want to be in your business about what you're doing in your bedroom and what baby you might be conceiving, but yet they don't want to do anything about the people who are already here don't want to give them food stamps, don't want to give them uh, a place to live or something to eat or uh, a doctor to see. Uh, it, you know, like D says, it's, it's mind-boggling that they neglect all those things but want to get involved in in people's life for 18 or more years trying to take care of a kid. Well, just like he also said, too, they contradict in themselves as far as being involved with one thing and and not with another but um we when i say you know we as women um it seems as though it's easier for them to play on that and to focus on that among all the other things but if it's if it's turned around then they're going to be double the cost on a lot of the things that they're dealing, you know, that we have to deal with now. And just like you said, you know, they pick and choose. They pick and choose what what they want to deal with, what they want to um, overturn, what they want to focus on, opposed to we have so many more issues at hand. 
And again, I want to say, you know, I'm not for it. Women do have that right. They do have that choice. And I believe no one can make it for them. Because now you take an incident, you know, um, a situation where um, a woman does not want to have the baby, and she do plan to abort it. Now, if it's not legal, then she may get to the point where it begins to affect with her mentally not wanting to carry this child. And then it's going to be saying that now she's going to kill a child. When I say that, it means that the child may be brought into the world, she's frustrated, or either she tried to terminate it, which, you know, happened years and years ago where um, women took it upon themselves to terminate their own pregnancy, and um, there was a lot of risk involved in it, which it is. But you bring so many more things, you know, to the table when you focus in on this. And like I said, again, I'm not for it, but I do believe that women should have a choice. When we have so many more issues at hand, that nothing is being done about it. They're not being addressed. They're not being dealt with. And we steady want to hop on and beat the same horse over and over. So, yeah, you know, um, D was so right when he said it's so contradicting. Yeah, and it, it seemingly uh, goes the gamut. I was listening today at uh, them uh, talking and, uh, as the commission was going over with the the justice, and he was talking about he, he understood them outlawing machine guns, uh, but he made a ruling related to assault weapons. And here you are having weapons that can mow, uh, mow down people just as much as these machine guns, but you're saying that because they're commonplace, they need to remain legal. And uh, you recognize that it seems like white America just refuses uh, to do anything that is meaningful related to gun laws, despite the fact that their children are being gunned down in schools. Uh, you know, what do you think about the cost that it takes? Now, here in Florida, they're talking about putting their police um, guard in every school. And, you know, schools are not safe uh, because these people refuse to do anything related to controlling guns. So, D, they, again, they talk about having making people have babies. They don't want to do anything to help these babies uh, with their mental health. Uh, so we're going to continue to have people growing up who is going to be going, doing, uh, using our gun laws to assassinate people. Well, uh, first of all, I want to make sure that we uh, examine the fact that uh, it's, it's, it sounds and more like a control issue. Uh, they want to be in control, all right? 
Now, uh, Ms. Cheryl mentioned something that uh, it makes perfect sense if we look at the underlying issue of what she said. Uh, when it comes to women, all right, we have to understand who we're dealing with. We're dealing with, uh, for the most part, uh, older, white, angry white men, all right? And they do have an issue. Donald Trump is the an example of that. Uh, Roy, Judge Roy Barnes was the exposure of that, of, uh, of wanting to control women, all right? And so, yes, they want to control Planned Parenthood. Uh, most anything that they have to do with women, they want to control that, all right? But when it comes down to padding their pockets, uh, especially with the NRA, still enough attention has not been paid to them. I think uh, before it's all done, in this in this uh, Robert Mueller investigation, the NRA is going to have a it's going to be a bigger player in our nation's uh, status than what we think they do. Being uh, as though that they are the epitome of of old white men in in the old West, uh, you know that's 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 the that's the posture that America feels co- uh, comfortable in. Uh, you can ask people over in the Middle East, you know, um, how they feel about the West. Uh, they feel that the West uh, uh, will, will readily make themselves out of heroes, just like, like, they, like they do in the Old West, and they say that. Uh, so, yes, they have a, a tendency to want to control stuff, and, 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 and controlling women is one of that. Um, I don't know what it is about the fear that they have of women being in position of uh, most any kind, but that's one of those things that uh, we we need to uh, observe going forward. But you you'd wonder, Cheryl, why aren't the women in an uproar when President um, Trump continues to say that he wants to uh, bring in conservative justice? So that he can overturn Roy versus Roy versus Wade, and knowing that he's trying to turn back the clock on women's rights, why are so many women in support of this man? Where when he want to turn over one of the most personal rights that can be to a woman? Now that's a very good question. Um, now why I don't have the answer to that. I mean. Um, I'm not sure if um, if we're if they're not in uproar, but we're just not hearing their voices. You know, that's just like you know we hear on the radio show coming together, so the voices could be heard and the recordings going out. Um, they may not be making enough noise, um, and they may just be. Um, I mean, it can be a lot of things, you know, a lot of reasons why, but um, I didn't think about it until, you know, you just said something about it. Why? And it should be the case, but um, maybe you find that um, a lot of women don't want to participate in it to have their voices heard. They're just more laid back until it happened to them. And then they want to have something to say about it. And meanwhile, you know, everybody's the same. Everybody thinks this won't happen to me. 
or this won't happen in my um, neck of the woods, meaning your daughter, your granddaughter, or anybody like that, and thinking that um, you may want to have this option or use the option. So a lot of times, you know, they're not going to say nothing until it's right there in their backyard. Um, And meanwhile, like you say, you know, um, so many of them are focused on what they think is change, and that's what they're going with. They're they're sticking by him no matter what he's displaying, no matter how he has put down women, no matter how he has called them names, um, all the different things that he has done, you know, Maybe they don't believe that it applied to them. So um, that's just something that I hadn't thought about, but it can be a a number of things, um, you know, why we haven't heard anything. Now, I can speak for myself um, because I don't feel like it's in my... um, something that I want to give my time to because of my religious belief and what I believe about it. So I can speak, you know, only for me, but now why others, I can't um, speak for that. And not saying that I don't support women, but those who do go, you know, believe that way, then those are the ones that should be um voices that we need to hear. Uh, D, you cannot get any more into anybody's business when you're telling them what they can do with their bodies. Uh, you know, we know we got laws that say you can't, you can't, um, you can't do drugs and you can't commit suicide, you know, but you, you, White America just seems, in terms of the women, closing their eyes uh, to the fact that Donald Trump and other GOPs are are trying to take them backwards, as well as they are people of color. Well, Jamie, I think you're making a very good point right there, and I'm going to start right there. Uh, you know, when you ask the question, why uh why aren't more women in an uproar, especially women that are conservative, which it affects them just as well? Well, we have to understand that we're dealing with professionals. See, we're dealing with professional spinmeisters. Um, the the women that you're asking about, they, their attention have been drawn in another direction, such as race. Hmm. All right. The same thing that they did when they got all of the of the white voters to uh, disengage themselves with the idea of of health care for everybody. When they voted to re- repeal and replace Obamacare, their attention was so much on race that they neglected to realize that this same. Uh, uh, dismantling of Obamacare was going to affect their great aunts, their 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 elder people in their family. So the smoke screen, the spin mice are good. That's why Trump every day keeps coming out with the stuff that he 
he feeds his base with because he don't want them to forget what it is that they have committed themselves to. And so, uh, so you know, it seems as though what it's going to take is for some realization to really kick in for them to be brought back to reality. Diet gum, this, this does affect me also. So that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with professional spin mices that has gone into the playbook of marketing and selling and speaking and sell, and selling the right words that appeal to people who don't know how to think for themselves. Apparently, it's a lot of those. So that's what we have to deal with here in 2018. Yeah, it is truly um, depressing uh, to see that there are people who continue to vote against their own best interests. Uh, somehow or another, they believe that by keeping money and benefits from poor blacks uh, is, and people of color, that they're doing themselves a favor when they're being being denied the same opportunities. Uh, you know, it it is amazing uh, that you can uh, see yourself in a position where you got to work two jobs to make end meet, and then you're going to vote for somebody who could care less that you working uh, at minimum wage and don't want to wage, don't want to raise the minimum minimum wage to a reasonable amount. It, it just doesn't make sense to me that you want want to vote uh, for the the McDonald's owner uh, to keep making uh, millions of dollars, uh, but not giving you the money you need to keep your lights on. Uh, so it is just amazing. Uh, Regina, that we have a situation where women and poor people continue to be a part of the GOP when it doesn't look like the GOP cares about them buying milk or keeping their lights on every day. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, well, for and I can understand the GOP being the focus, but if we looked at um, looked at the elections in Massachusetts, you can see the folk. I believe they really are starting to think for themselves because the incumbent who was defeated in that race was a Democrat and was defeated by a Democrat. So. Um, and these folks, you know, they didn't have any more, they're not going to have any competition, so she's going to actually go to Congress. Ayana, I forgot her last name. Presley. Grisley? Presley. Presley. Presley, like Elvis, yes. Presley, thank you. So, so folk are are thinking, and from what I'm understanding, this the person she defeated was not all that bad, but she appealed to the folk, to the incarcerated folk, the folk who needed, um, you know, help after being incarcerated, the abused. 
she appealed to people who are, are real people suffering from situations right now. So folk are are thinking for themselves in some way. Well, she is to the left, and just like our governor, uh, 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 Andrew Gillum, who's the Democratic uh, nominee here in Florida, he's to the left also, but he's in the, he's fighting for people. And you got to understand, uh, D, let me go to you. Disney World is charging nearly $100 or more a day to get into their park. And they are saying that in the year 2021, excuse me, yeah, 21, uh, that they're going to, allow a minimum wage to be $15 an hour. Now, you know by the time you get there, the the ticket price will be going up again. You know, and, and if you got crowds as big as they've always been, and you're charging people $100 a day to get in, plus they got to eat, there's no reason why you can't pay, pay, pay those people in the park more money. You've been making that, that eight dollars has been the same for decades. Well, that's right. Now, so um, you know, we have to look at the, the spectrum of uh, of the seesaw or how it works. Uh, you know, we can't have it both ways. If we want uh, the increase in wages, then it's already been explained that the price of the hamburger is going to have to go up. Ticket sales going to have to go up. Uh, this and the other, just like uh, in the NFL or in, uh, anywhere else, if you build a billion-dollar stadium, then the tickets, uh, the price of the seats got to go up. Um, and so um, that's one of the things we've got to deal with. And then you got to satisfy the, the, the shareholders also. So all of that has to be evaluated and come into play in order for the minimum wage to be raised like that. But you know that you know that these people have been kept down for so many years, and they've earned so many profits off the back of these people uh, that they don't necessarily have to raise prices in order to continue getting profits. But they want to just make insane profits, is what we're talking about. Look at Amazon, who just become a trillion dollar company. I mean, you 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 could raise the prices on uh for the income of your employees and you'll still be making plenty of money. So it is it's not just that the cost of of paying people will diminish your profits. It's just that you want more profit than you've ever had before constantly. And Cheryl, that's the point. They don't ever want to reduce their profits. They want a 10% increase in profits every year as though the, the profits from last year are, are not enough. Well, that's the bottom line. It's the profit. That's what they look at when they go to the boardroom. They want to see that bottom line as far as what they're getting in. Um, they try and they keep the... Um, the cost down, and they want the profits to be up. That's what. That's how they work the business. They 
they're not in business to to have compassion. They're not in business to lose money. They're not in business for all of that. The least amount that they can pay you, and when you say, you know, um, this company, but it's for this company and many other companies as well. They don't look at the fact that they can make a a little bit, a, a good bit of a little bit. They want to make all of the money from off of one person, and however they can um, charge. And you're right, the cost will go up next year, and it will go up the year after, and it will continue to go up. But the employees won't get paid just because the prices are going up until they're ready to increase their wages. But um, that's all they look at. You know, when, when you have corporations, big companies like that, they're looking at, okay, let's see the figures. And when the figures are not looking the way they want, they're ready to cut. Okay, we got to cut here, we got to cut there. And then what happens is the same employee that they may be paying eight something to, now they're doing the job of of more than one employee. You know, um, I go to Office Depot quite a bit, and this one girl, she's been there for years and years and years. Well, I've been here, I would say, five years or six years, and she's been there since then and before. And I don't have to explain things to her. They can have a line as long, and she's getting everybody. She gets you in there. She gets you out. Um, Very, very professional um, people person. I went in there one day, and I'm looking for the line is so long. Now, when the line is long, I'm thinking she's at lunch, and I'll ask, is she at lunch? Because if she's at lunch, I'm coming back. I come to find out that she is no longer there. Oh, and guess what? They had three people taking her position, and they couldn't get the people out there fast enough how this one person did. So, you know, you're going to spend the the money then why not even it up and take care of your employees? Because when you take care of your employees, your employees going to take care of you. And in business, when you have management, if the employees is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, if they're riding the money, then you let them go. But at least have them to the point where they want to come to work. They're not looking for another job because they're not looking for more money. But they're not looking for benefits. But that's how the corporations roll. They're looking at the profits. James, uh, I'd like to interject right there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. When Ms. Cheryl was speaking about uh, uh, the, the hit that uh, these companies are willing to hit, are willing to take, you know, we have not seen that uh, up until here today or yesterday. When Nike uh, announced that they are willing to take that hit, um, they have they have evaluated that without these these the players that they are backing, without those players they are nothing, and they, they and they come to realize that. Also, secondly, they have evaluated the fact that they want to be on the right side of history with this with this situation that we, that they're going through. So. Uh, they are the company that's, that's willing to be compassionate just to be on the right side of history. 
So they've already done that evaluation, and so they're willing to take that hit with the stockholders. We'll be all right. We made trillions of dollars off these guys, and so we'll make trillions of dollars more. And and that's uh, so they are setting the new example. I do believe. But you know, you even with you saying that, you and I and a lot of other people too know that the ones that they're making our money off of are teenagers and young adults, um, and 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 people who love football and sports and who buying all these jerseys and things. Uh, but the deal is, is that they made so much money because that stuff don't cost them nearly as much as they're selling it for. And we are just the kind of people, for whatever reason, Regina, uh, there's a segment of our society uh, just will give you, I would not pay 200 for a pair of tennis shoes to save my life. I cannot imagine why uh, you would do that. And I don't even know how much the jerseys cost, uh, but it is just incredible to me uh, that... We live in a society that just throws this kind of money away, and these these uh, businesses are in a position where they can uh, when they can make these kind of decisions. Well, you know, I, I tell you before I go into Bible study late, <laughs> I am so proud of Nike for taking this stand. No, I will not pay that much for a pair of tennis shoes. No, I will not. Um, I, I just won't do it for a swoosh. But I called my stock, my stock broker or whatever you call the person, and told him to get me some shares. While they were down. I know you're right. Okay? So, because they are going to come to the top again. People are going to start supporting them. You're going to have African Americans in their little circles who are going to agree and say, man, you know, do like I did. They have much more money. I buy two, two shares and they can probably buy 200 shares. Doesn't matter. People are going to start supporting Nike because they're on the side of right. You that you are so right. I was thinking the same thing myself. So you you are you are so right. Um that people are gonna be looking to try to get in on on the fall of, of the stock because they know that in the end uh the people are gonna be encouraged to buy more products. And uh, and them fools who out there burning their shoes and they stop. Uh, they, <laughs> they can burn them if they Man. want to. <laughs> Man, I, I've never seen any foolery like that. Burning and then burning up your feet. Doing foolish stuff. And not recognizing, Cheryl, not recognizing. Why can't a man go to the knee for men who are dying in the streets? You're going to talk about honoring the flag as though the flag, uh, honoring the flag is more important than uh, people of color not dying in the street. 
I I have a lot of respect for servicemen who went over there and put their lives on the line. I have a lot of respect for them, uh, but that doesn't mean I have to uh, buy into uh, police officers being able to shoot people in the street. You know, and um, somebody was um, that with somebody um, not too long ago, and they were talking about how they're making a big deal about um, not, you know, respecting the um, the flag when the anthem is um, is being played. But guess what? They was also saying that half of the people at the games is not even paying attention to when the anthem is playing. They so busy talking. They so busy trying to buy food. They so busy trying to do so many other things. But nobody never called them out at the time and saying, you know, you need to be quiet. You need to stop doing what you're doing or none of these other things. All they're doing is focusing on what they don't want to happen or to have no part of. So, you know, we are so contradictory in a lot of the things that we do because they focusing on, you know, not letting this happen, meaning not um, we can't stand up for justice or kneel down for justice. But but meanwhile, um, and it does not mean that we do not respect the servicemen. It does not mean, you know, none of that. But um, so, you know, we... We we have a tendency to focus on the wrong things a lot of the time instead of handling business and trying to get through certain things that, um, you know, he took a stand. And, and instead of following this through, everybody badgering him and um, what they more focus on is not even the issue. And that's our problem. You know, let's deal with the issue and let's get through with that. I mean, and that's just how politics is today. If we notice that when the campaign time comes, you know, we're talk, they're talking this good talk. As soon as everybody gets into office, it's like, well, what happened to the issues? What happened to the things that we're supposed to be focusing on? Where's all of this other stuff coming from? And the same thing with that. You know, they left the issue itself to focus on so many other things and saying that it's not right, you know, what he was doing and what the players were doing. But really, what about the issue? What about what they were standing for? What about the people who were standing with them, you know, and I'm saying standing, but I mean kneeling, you know, in the situation? So we got a big problem that we don't stay focused on anything and we don't follow through and, um, and see through of resolving a lot of the issues at hand. And the reason for that, Cheryl, is because is they don't feel the pain uh, that we feel. Uh, you know, we felt pain uh, when when people die unnecessarily, no matter who they are. Uh, but when we see uh, that you have people who don't even have a weapon. You know, if you shoot somebody who got a weapon, I understand. But when you die, you when you killing people who don't have weapons and you getting away with it, it, it is just heart 
You know, there's so much pain involved. A man was selling cigarettes in New York, and you choked him to death. You know, and it goes on and on and on that they don't recognize because their young people are not the ones being killed. So they don't feel our pain and our need for change because we're afraid our kids suffering that kind of fate. Well, you know, Michelle made a great point about uh, the focus. Uh, see, the focus is not the intended to be on you, Elba, on us. When I say you, I mean us. Uh, the focus was never intended to be on us, Elba. Um, you know, the the contradiction. Uh, you know, uh, a few years ago, and still presently, when we had our issues with the Confederate flag, uh, when we made the voice be heard that we felt that the uh, Confederate flag was, was disrespectful to us, we felt that the Confederate flag uh, was a um, a reminder of the oppression that was done us in, in the days of slavery, and it reminded us of the idea still one, wanting to be prevalent. Their, their quick explanation of that was, well, that's our constitutional right, the, the freedom of expression. See, the focus is that the, the, the right question is never asked. And the right question is, well, what's the difference between that and kneeling uh, for the national anthem? It's the same thing. It's a freedom of expression. It's one individual right to do so. So you can't have one without the other. The thing is that they want to be right. It, it, it's a control issue. Don't do as I do. Do as I say. And, and if you don't do as I say, then you're not patriotic. So, again, it's a play on words. You know, our people, like Ms. Sherwood has always said, we, we and, and Regina has always said it, and Ms. Audrey has always said it, and Ms. And Ms. Joyce has always said it, we don't, we don't get involved enough to even know enough about anything, period. Because the argument that I'm saying is the same exact thing. It's, a, it's your individual right to express what you want to express. So you can't, you can't damn me for what I do, but you can see what you do is right. So that's my point. And, and the thing that hurts uh, so much is is that no matter what you do or when you do or how peaceful you are doing it, when they decide that it's wrong, uh, then they want you to pay a price. You know, we go back to the Civil Rights Movement when uh, Martin Luther King and others just wanted to walk down the street, uh, just wanted to go in and, and get a burger or, or a hamburger or a hot dog or a Coke. But you didn't want them to sit at your at your uh, counter, so it doesn't matter when you do it or how you do it. The fact that you're doing it was is what angers them so much that you here you are millionaires and you got the nerve to get on your knee for some people you don't even know, and that's what they're angry about is that you just disrespect them and 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 want you to, want us to go back to just cuz I'm playing this game doesn't mean that I don't have a right to speak out about what is wrong they don't even know uh, appreciate how difficult it is to tell somebody just shut up and dribble how, how you going to tell a grown man that he he cannot um protest something that's going on in his job no matter where your job is, if you're a teacher, you have the right to say that you're not happy with a lot of things. 
the teachers walk out of, of, of the classroom. Were they unpatriotic because they left them kids in there without a teacher? Cheryl, so the fact is it's just because it's you and you you a minority, you ain't posed to protest. Okay, I, I think I understood some of it, but you saying that um, we're not supposed to protest against what? I'm just saying that anytime we protest, they ain't going to like it or appreciate it or agree with it. So we always in a battle when they're saying no matter how peaceful it is, uh, it is just always inconvenient to white people for us to protest. Yeah, and that's true, but, you know, that should never stop us. That should never, um, and D, D made a, a great statement, you know, it, when he was saying about how we just we just not doing enough. We really not. We start stuff and we stop it. Um, and that's because of the of what we receive from others when we are trying, when we begin to protest or when we start to um, express ourselves or wanting our voices to be heard, we back, we back down. We back down so fast. And we never get the issue resolved. It's always up in the air. You notice that, that we start things and... We may be going good for a minute, and then we get um, conflict going on, and all of a sudden it then got quiet again. So that means that the issues are not getting resolved because we are not moving straight ahead and dealing with any of the challenges, and challenges is is when Somebody else is telling you what you can't do. Somebody else is all in your face and telling you different from what you believe in. And then you don't stand your ground. You start to sway. So we're never getting through um, the issue, and the issue always comes back up again. So um, he made some good points, you know, when he just, um, what he said. Well, I have to tell you that I'm going to be very proud of the fact that some NFL players are already taking their knee again. They're not going to be bullied. Uh, they're not. Uh, they seemingly not willing to uh, to give in uh, to anything that the NFL is doing right now uh, to make them uh, stand up. They look like they're not going to even be willing to stay in the locker room. Uh, so, D, it looks as though. Um, they're not going to back down. These young men, there's more to life than just playing football. Well, you know, and I can really appreciate that. Like Michelle said, uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to turn the corner in that way. Uh, but it, but it, it appears that, that we have uh, in saying that uh, it's just as important that we support them as we do support any any candidate that that's having um, things go uh, in the positive direction, um, you know, even more so, you know, uh, with the 
the candidates that uh, that have, have won these primaries. Um, I hope the message is strong enough to where they can stay fixed on the message. Uh, they need to convey the message. They need to get the message out. And I think that these uh, the NFL players and 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 the NBA players they they are fixed on the message that we won't be bullied. And I think that that's the times that we're living in that people are finding it necessary to bully you in the way they want you to go. And uh, and so it's very important that we stand behind them. I want I want to also uh, encourage us to get on Facebook, to get on YouTube, and go to YouTube Live where there's a lot of texting going on. You know, we, we can convey this message and not knowing how it's going to fall on deaf ears. It may be just the thing that somebody else needs to hear to say, well, but, well, you know, I never really considered it that way. So we, we, we have to get outside this forum and go into the battlefield and try dropping the seed there just to see how it may catch fire. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a short break. And then we'll come back and uh, let everybody have their final word.
James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Uh, let me uh, just go on and say that... Um, I'd like to know what you guys are thinking about it before you give your final word. Uh, we seem to be having a blue wave of African-Americans uh, that are getting a first-time opportunity. And Ayanna uh, Presley uh, is automatically going to go uh, to Washington because there is no, um, no GOP uh person running against her. So, D, what, what are your thoughts about it? It just seems like all over the country uh, we're getting an opportunity to send new faces and have new faces in, in, in good places. Uh, that, that is a great thing. My my apprehension is that, uh, that like Ms. Cheryl said, they won't stay focused long enough to to convey a strong message going forward for the next 20 years. It's all right to run for four years and run for eight years, but what about for the next 20 years? The message has to be really dropped uh, in the, the, uh, on the ears of people that, that, are, that are wondering what it is that we need. So um, they, need to, they need to convince somebody. They need to convince us. They need to convince me. Thank you. Well, I tell you what, D. Uh, we have to, those of us who are voters have to continue to say that we cannot sit on the sidelines, that we need every vote that is possible. Uh, and so voting has to be a requirement and a must. And we cannot sit back and watch uh, other people go to the polls and we sit back at home and watch what happens uh, because Cheryl, Donald Trump is what happens when we sit at home. You're right about that. Oh, boy, yeah. And it is it's very important that we get out here. And, um, and not only that we get out here, we make sure that others are. If we have to um, provide them with transportation, but the main thing is to be educated on who's running for office and the qualifications and the potential of that um, individual. But I believe that doors are going to be open and great things are going to start happening because, you know, things cannot, could not have stayed and will not stay this way always. Yeah, it is, uh, it is beyond a crying shame. You know, they, they use that term, a crying shame. Well, you, you, you literally is seeing... Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. We are literally seeing uh, two different sides of the same coin. When you look at the the class of uh, Barack Obama and his wife and his family, and to see being rich does not give you class. It does not work. Are you there, D? Yes, sir. I am. I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware that you uh, that you called on me. Yes. Uh, so I have a new saying. 
And the new saying is that you can buy an education, but you can't buy common sense. So, uh, you know, uh, my last word, because I'm in the store, my last word is going to be that we have to, like Michelle said, we have to stay diligent, and we have to help the other people think. Uh, from my perspective, people are not big thinkers. They don't think well enough or long enough. So sometimes those of us that do think, we've got to help them. We have to help guide them on, on what it is they should be thinking about. And, I, I'm not, and I'm kind of convinced that that can go across racial lines. Uh, they are being led by the nose on how to think and how to and how to vote. However, if we were to bring these same issues up that we talked about on this show and take them to another forum, uh, we can probably um, sway some other people to to have their attention drawn in another direction. Thank you, Jane, for what you do, buddy. All right, um, Carol. What what are your final thoughts this evening? That um. Although things uh, um, have been gloomy and chaotic, I do see that things are going to turn around, and we're starting to see that now. And just like I said, you know, many a times, we have to stay focused and we have to stay persistent. You know, we can't drop drop the ball again. We can't be caught sleeping. So whatever we do, we can always do more. All right. I want to just continue to thank you all for your continued support. Uh, it is just nice to know that there's going to always be somebody here talking about the issues uh, that happen on a daily basis. So I look forward to um, to seeing you all tomorrow and dealing with the issues of the day. Uh, we have to be ready and prepared uh, to do what's right and take it to another level like he is saying we always got to be prepared to take it to another level uh, because these people are just not ready for what it is that is going to is taking place. So take care, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection with James T. Deshay as your host. This song means a lot to me. Because there was a time in my life when I couldn't love myself enough to love anyone else. But now I'm in love. And for Mary J. Blige, that's rare. Relationships are really, really hard to keep together. But let me explain to y'all what happened to me. Chemistry was crazy from the get-go. Hello? 
Where my milk and my leftovers. <laughs> no, I ain't drunk all of it already. I'm getting close. Um, ate all them salads though. You doing okay? I'm doing fine. What do you think about your president? <laughs> no, I'm just saying about this, this new book coming out. They, every, all these people talking about each other. Yeah, to find out. I, I know that white police officer shaking did his bones, boy. 
Ocean Jelly. <laughs> Whoever down there keep it a secret. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bye-bye.